0: Welcome back to a brand new episode of the Carefree and Black Diaries. Here we discuss various topics like pop culture, news, politics, and more. And I am the host of this podcast, and my name is Shakira. If you're new here, welcome to our family. Go ahead and subscribe so you'll be notified every single time we have a brand new episode, which is every Tuesday at 9 a.m., sometimes Thursdays if we feel a little spicy over here. Now, if you are already subscribed, you've been with us for a while, even if you've only been with us for a week or so now, Thank you for being a part of our family. Thank you for coming back to a brand new episode. And I am thankful for you and I appreciate you. So you all know how this goes. We're going to hop into our carefree updates. And then we're going to have a little topic of the day. Something I want to get off my chest. um, And hopefully it is helpful to some of you out there. Okay, so first things first, you all know that, um, well, if you've been here a while, you know that we missed last Tuesday, so we've been going for a week because I told you all two weeks ago in that episode that I was getting my wisdom teeth out, um, all four of them, and that happened. Um, my plan was to have a episode pre-recorded. Um, but so much has been happening like in my life, nothing bad, nothing bad. Um, just, I've been busy with a lot of different things and I just did not have the time to go and pre-record an episode. Not one that I felt was like worthy enough to, you know, share. Like if I would have just recorded something, I'm not going to lie, probably would have been trash just to say that I recorded something. Um, and I didn't want to do that to y'all. So we just skipped a week. I'm healed now. I could not talk at all after my surgery. Um, my jaw was like swollen shut. I could barely open my mouth. I'm still recovering, but it's a whole lot better than it was. So I am thankful for that. And I'm thankful to everyone who wished me a speedy recovery and who just sent me some well wishes and some, girl, I hope you get better. <laughs> I appreciate that. So we're back, and today, I want to remind you all that we do have merch because I realized that we have not been doing a good job of reminding you and telling people that we have merch, but we have merch. And I'm thankful to everyone who has purchased anything so far. Thank you for that. Um, Thank you for wearing it. Thank you for posting it on social media and sharing it with your friends. I'm just so happy um, and overwhelmed to see that you all actually like it. My favorite piece, I'm not going to lie, my favorite piece is the... um, the pink carefree sweatshirt and i cannot wait until it gets cold which here in florida is probably not going to get cold enough for me to wear until about the end of october slash november and even then i might be sweating just because florida is hot but that is my favorite piece from the merch so it's in the the link is in the description of this episode and also on the instagram page you can find the link to merch now let's talk about some um some news that has been happening recently. Um one thing I want to talk about is the case of the teenager. Well, she's 20 years old now, but at the time I believe she was about 17, 16 maybe. Um of this teenager who should I say allegedly because I mean they they found it to be true. Allegedly, I'm just going to say that to stay on the safe side killed her baby, her newborn baby, and people were labeling her a baby killer. So she was acquitted of that crime, and she said that she's forever sorry for what she did. So apparently, this girl gave birth to a baby two days after her prom, and this was back in 2017. They said that she buried the baby in the backyard, and they just acquitted her. Now, my thing about the whole case is this, because I can't help but... Think back to how many Black women have been sentenced to prison for far less heinous crimes than this, and it's just kind of mind blowing to me because we have had all of this talking conversation, right, about pro life and abortion and how we shouldn't do this to children, even you know when they're inside the mother's womb. This girl gave birth to a baby. And buried the baby in her backyard and all of a sudden it's okay. So that is very confusing to me and it makes me think back to Marsha Jones because we talked about her on here a few episodes back. Um, I can't remember which episode but it was a carefree update and we talked about how she had gotten shot while she was pregnant. She was five months pregnant. She had got in a fight and she lost the baby and they wanted to convict her of manslaughter you know bring manslaughter charges against her because she was shot while she was pregnant you know what i'm saying but this girl gave birth to a baby and she's acquitted and i is am i the only one that's a little confused by that it's like i'm confused but i'm not confused because we know what's up, like, we are accustomed to this, we are used to this, but just because we are used to it doesn't make it any better. Um And speaking in that same regards, thinking about Felicity Huffman, the actress who was a part of the scandal at USC, who paid to, you know, have her daughter or whatever her SAT scores raised. I'm going to read you a piece of an article that kind of correlates her case with crystal mason and crystal mason we talked about her on here too she was the black woman in texas was it te- yes texas who um they tried to bring charges against her and they still are right now i believe um bring charges against her for illegally voting so let me read you a little bit of this article News of actor Felicity Huffman's sentence to a 14-day prison term on Friday prompted many on social media to compare her sentence to that of Crystal Mason, a Texas woman who faces five years in prison for casting a provisional ballot. Huffman was accused of paying $15,000 to raise her daughter's SAT score. She ultimately pled guilty to one count of conspiracy to commit mail fraud and honest services mail fraud. Prosecutors had recommended a one-month sentence. Huffman will also have to pay $30,000 and do 250 hours of community service. Mason, the black woman, was convicted of illegal voting after casting a provisional ballot in 2016 while on supervised release for a federal felony but said she did not know that she was ineligible to vote. Even though the ballot was rejected, Tarrant County District Attorney Sharon Wilson still brought charges against her and successfully convinced the judge that Mason was guilty of illegal voting. During the sentencing phase of her trial, Matthew Smith, the prosecutor in her case, highlighted Mason's previous criminal record and said that it was clear Mason had no regard for the law. Quote, when she was charged with illegal voting, Mason had Mason had gone back to school. She gotten a job and she'd also pledged to her children that she would never go back to prison again. Mason is appealing her sentence and said Friday that Huffman's sentence underscored how unfair the punishment she got was. This is a quote from her. I don't wish this for anyone, but a sentence to 14 days for actual serious fraud just shows how unfair my sentence is. I'm hopeful the justices will see that under the law, I shouldn't have been convicted in the first place, she said in a statement. And that's just um a little piece of the article. And if you want to go and read that, you can go to um HuffingtonPost.com. And the title of the article is Crystal Mason Reacts to Felicity Huffman's 14-Day Prison Sentence. So we know that these scales of justice are not equal and certainly not blind because here is this woman who was just trying to vote, who was just trying to cast a ballot, right? And then you have this other privileged woman, on the other hand, um, wealthy, you know, well-to-do woman, well-known, who knowingly knowingly that's the thing who knowingly pays to have her daughter sat scores you know look higher or whatever i'm not even sure the whole ins and outs of everything that happened at usc because when it was happening everyone was so focused in on um aunt what is her name the, what's the show full house the one who plays the aunt jesse's wife or whatever on the show everyone was so zoned in on her that i think felicity huffman and her family they kind of like slid under the radar but here she is she got 14 days 250 hours of community service and then thirty thousand dollars, which is probably a drop in the bucket for her and then you have this woman who just tried to cast a ballot and she said that she did not know that it was illegal to cast a ballot and I'm not going to lie, there are plenty of convicted felons who do not know that it is illegal to vote after you have been convicted of a felony. And honestly, we talked about this on the podcast too. I believe it was two weeks ago or three weeks ago. We talked about this, that some states that does not always apply. So we have to do better about educating our community and letting, especially we have to like, y'all, we have to do the groundwork. We have to set up Organizations and groups in our states in our cities in our communities that are educating our people on what to do, what you can do, what you cannot do after you've been convicted of a felony, so that that way hopefully hopefully we can diminish some of the amounts of people that we have going back to prison, so it becomes less of a cycle because a lot of times I think that um, once people have been convicted of something once. It's very hard to get out of that once they have been thrown back into the real world. And, you know, they call jail a, uh, what do they call it? Like a re, I can't think of the word, where you're supposed to, like, go there and be able to reinvent yourself. Man, I hate that. I cannot think of the word right now. But you all know, hopefully you know what I'm talking about. They say that jail is supposed, jail and prison is supposed to be a place where people are sent to kind of reinvent the wheel and become better people. And we know that it's not that. I have family members who have been in and out of the system and it is not always that. So we just have to do better about like educating ourselves, educating our community so that sometimes we can diminish these kind of Um, Things that happen because this is just completely unfair and no one can argue with me on this because you can't I just feel like if anyone tried to if anyone looked at the two cases and tried to say that uh, Felicity Huffman deserved 14 days while Crystal Mason deserved however long they're trying to convict her of for going back to prison something is wrong with you like something is seriously wrong with you and we have to be able to call these things out and say what it is like it's just systematic racism that's what it is and the scales of justice are not equal and she's certainly not blind so I did want to talk about those two cases the one of Crystal Mason and her voting and then also of the teenager who allegedly killed her baby and then the black woman that was shot and they tried to convict her of manslaughter so that you can just see like how these cases correlate and then how the charges are so different from one another and the only thing that I can see is the color of their skin being the difference and the determining factors as to why these cases are the way they are so on to some better and brighter i don't know if it's better and brighter but it's better than what we were just talking about better and brighter news two people are talking about retiring first of all terrence howard said that he is done acting after empire ends now i might be one of the only people that still watches empire but i personally love empire i love stars you know the council star Um, And now the Empire is ending, Power is ending, but it's not, like, really ending. They're just going to pick up, I guess, like, where this ends, according to 50 Cent's Breakfast Club interview. Um, But Terrace Howard says he's done acting after this is over. And he said that after this, he's going to start bringing the truth to the world. I'm not sure what all that entails. Maybe philanthropic efforts or... um, maybe getting behind the camera as far as like directing producing creating television i don't know but he says he's retiring we'll see and also Nicki minaj says that she is retiring from music because she wants to focus on her family and having children and everything like this and let me tell y'all something i am not a um A Barb right but I am a proponent and advocate of all black women um just doing that thing in their field and I'm not one of those people that gets caught up in the hype of this person is beefing with this person so now I can't like this person I'm not that kind of person um so I'm an advocate of just black women period I do feel like some of the heat that Nicki Minaj has gotten has been unfair And some people may not like that, but I feel like sometimes Nikki says things and does things that is not always, like, top tier, where it's, like, one of those things. You know, you have those friends that's kind of, like, wild or says some wild stuff, and you think, like, girl, you could have said that a little differently, or you could have approached that a little better. Like, I just feel, that's how I feel about Nikki Minaj. I feel like she can approach things a little differently. But at the end of the day, one thing you cannot say about her is that there is no truth in some of the things that she says. Um, can her delivery and approach be a lot better? Yes. But most of the time, I'll even say 80% of the time, what she's saying is truthful. People just don't like her approach to it and how she um, just talks about certain subjects and topics within the music industry. So, anyway, I do feel like some of her retiring maybe maybe caught up in this whole like beef thing that she's been having lately with different artists and different, um, outlets and different people, uh, like DJ academics and people like that. I do feel like some of it may be because I'm not trying to say like, I know how she thinks or anything like that, but I just feel like some of it may be, um, dealing with that stuff that makes her want to retire. Now I'm not going to lie either. Um, My favorite Nicki Minaj era was Itty Bitty Piggy. That's when I feel like she was at her highest caliber. And when they were with um, Young Money. Those days when it was like her, Dre, Wayne. uh, The little one with the mohawk. Afro mohawk. I forgot his name. Like all of them together. I feel like she was like top tier. Artists can change their sound. And that's okay with me. Like some artists... I don't like how they sound now and I liked how they sounded a year ago or five years ago, but we have to allow people the space to develop and change. Like people grow and people don't always want to be caught up in the same sound and the same wave and doing the same thing that they were doing a year ago, two years ago. So we have to do better as people with just accepting people's growth. And even if you don't like something, it's okay. Like if I'm not a fan of, a song that she put out last month, it's okay. There are 10 people somewhere that love it. So anyway, I wanted to tell y'all that both of them are talking about retiring. So, you know, whether or not they actually retire, I do wish them the best of luck. So let's have our little break for our sponsors, and then we're going to hop into our topic of the day. Alright, so let's talk for a while, shall we? Um, the title of today's episode is Go Where You Are Celebrated Because... Alright, <laughs> as many of you all know that have been here a long time uh, for the past year or so, you know I have a job, well, well, you know I have a job, let's just start there, and I would talk about how I was working, I was, you know, in school, I'm still doing all these things, right? Um, the podcast, YouTube, blogging, and everything else that I have going on. So, um, I have been working at a particular job. I'm not going to say where it was or anything like that. I have been working at a particular job since 2017. Yes, um, I believe it was the end of summer going into the fall of 2017. Now, before I started working at that job, I was working at another job that I loved but I have been working there for about I want to say I was working there maybe like four months and the training for that particular job was about a month so I was like employed employed for like three months but I was still paid during the training period but I was brought in full time or whatever during um, those three months after the orientation. So that job, um, it was great. I loved it. It was a little hectic. I'm not going to lie. I had my own office. It was like full of black people. It was diverse, but it was like more black people than anything else. So it made me feel very comfortable. And even though I had been working there for about like four months, when my birthday came, they actually like had a birthday party for me. I was so surprised because I'm like, y'all don't even know me like that. And y'all bought me a cake. They bought me a cake. They bought me balloons, a card. Um, They bought me food. They bought like my favorite food at that. They bought like curry chicken and rice, uh, cabbage. I can't remember what else, but like it was awesome. And I was just amazed because I'm like, I've only been here four months. And y'all treating me like this, like y'all appreciate me, right? Well, the issue came because while I was working there, I was also applying to graduate school. Remember, this is 2017, the beginning of 2017. So I applied to graduate school. I got accepted into graduate school and everything like that. And when I talked to my supervisor at the time at that job, and I told her that I had got accepted into graduate school, they were happy for me. Um, They celebrated that accomplishment with me as if they had known me for a long time. And they were really, like, genuinely happy that I was continuing my education. But the issue came because I could not work there part-time. And be in school at the same time. So, like, I had to choose. But they really did try to accommodate my schedule. They really did try, like, their hardest. And say, like, we can cut back some of the hours. That way you can go to, like, class or whatever. You can leave and come back. But it just, like, as much as I tried to make it work, it just was not working. So, I had to resign from that job. So, I resigned there. And then I was trying to find a new job. So, that is the job that we're talking about now. So, I transitioned into a new job. And everything was all good. Um, they really were accommodating of my schedule. It was like a, a 9 to 5 kind of job. Not, you know, anything weekends or after hours or anything like that. It was like 8 to 5 during the weekday. And I would always be able to, like, leave and come back if I had class. Or, like, leave for the day. And go work on a project. Like, my boss, my supervisor, she was amazing. The issue came because... And I wouldn't even say that it was an issue. Conflict. I'd say the conflict came when we had some departmental changes i'll say that some departmental changes new leadership came in and everything like that like leadership from the top top like the top top not just my office and um we had those changes and so we transitioned into another Department like the department that we were moved under another department to become like an extension of them. And in that department, so before we moved, it was like three of us that answered to like one person. Now, when we move, we become a part of a much bigger office. I'm talking like maybe 30 plus people in this office. And um, I'm trying to like talk about it without like saying anything that is like negative about them or anything like that. Because it's not about that. It's not about bashing anyone, anything like that. It's just about my experience because we're leading up to something here. So we moved under this office. And while we're there, I start noticing changes in my attitude. (laughs) Changes in my attitude. So before we moved... I was happy. I was, you know, okay with coming to work. There were days, I'm not going to lie, where I was just like, man, I do not want to go to work today. But after, I mean, but that's, that's normal with anyone. But after we moved, those mornings where I would say to myself, I do not want to go to work, started happening more and more. And I noticed as time went on, so about like, so I was working there over two years About like, I'll say like a year ago um, is when I started like really kind of hating it, like really kind of hating being there. Uh, There were people in other offices in the department that I would like go to for lunch. I would go eat lunch with them. I would go talk to them on my break. So they kind of like saved me in that sense. Like if I didn't have them, I would have left a whole lot sooner but you know i had really gotten to a point where i was just like i cannot take this anymore um my i felt like my thinking was cloudy every morning that i had to go there it was just like a drag and i would be thinking i hate this job i hate doing this i hate doing this and it came because when we moved to that different department there were a lot of people in there that i'm going to say took saw me as the help okay i'll say that they saw me as the help and took advantage of that um so i would in many ways and many times i would be like like i just felt like they were kind of dumping work that they didn't want to do on me because they didn't want to do it and they knew that i was there like and i was a student or whatever so it was just like oh we could just give it to shakira and she'll do it because i don't want to do it And that's how I started to feel. And then I also started feeling like very unappreciated. Um, And one of the highest causes, I believe it's like 73% or 78% of people leave jobs because they feel unappreciated. And I just saw that statistic this morning. Um, And I was reading an article this morning because I was trying to like wrap my head around what I was going to be saying and talking about today. But we just telling my story because hopefully it helps someone out there, even if it's just one person. So in particular, I believe it was about a month ago, I got to work and there was this one particular person in the office. Who just really got on my nerves I'm gonna be honest like she just really got on my nerves um have you ever met those people that they are just like never happy and you wonder like what is it with you like why are you never happy she was one of those people and it was so bad to where you hate to even ask her how are you doing because it's never good like I've never asked her how are you doing or like how was your weekend and gotten a positive response ever in 2 years now so this person even though she was not my manager she was not my supervisor she was just my coworker um one day she took it upon herself to go to my supervisor and say um I can't even remember what she said but it was something to the point of like um I wasn't doing what I was supposed to do and I was and like one thing I cannot stand I cannot stand is people telling fallacies <laughs> I cannot stand that. So my supervisor calls me in the office one day. We started talking about it. My supervisor's cool. So I'm like telling her, and she knows how this lady is. So I'm like telling her, girl, what? Like, why is she telling me all this? I'm like, girl, what? So I had to start writing. Every day that I came to work, I had to start writing down everything that I was doing and for whom I was doing it for because I didn't want people telling lies on me. And I wanted, like, accurate documentation that, nope, on this day, at this time, I did dot, 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 dot. Instead of people being like, well, she didn't do this. Like, nope, here's the proof. I actually did do it. So, when that started happening was really when I started, like, my mind started leaving that job. And one particular morning, she came to my desk. And, mind you, at that job, I'm, like, in a cubby in a corner where I could have had a bigger space. But the uh, they just never, I guess, saw it. Um... I don't know how to say they just never took the initiative to create a bigger space for me, even though the space was right there. But they just never did it. And I didn't like that either. So one particular morning she comes over. To my area, or whatever, and she's like, "Did you do blah blah blah?" And I'm like, "Yeah, I did it." And she's like, "Well, I don't see da da da." So I'm like, "All right." So me and her kind of like go back and forth. It's not an argument. It's not an altercation or anything like that. But like, just know I got like some strong a little bit of strong base in my voice when I'm talking to her because it was just one of those days where you know sometimes you're just not feeling it and it was one of those days for me where I was just not feeling it and I'm like I'm not gonna sit here and let you berate me or talk to me any kind of way even if you are 30 years older than me like you're gonna talk to me like I'm a person you're not gonna talk to me like I'm a child so I was like very fr- frustrated and then When she leaves, my mom calls me because I have to go downstairs and get something from her. So I go downstairs and I'm just like talking to her and telling her how frustrated I am. In that moment, right then, that day, she tells me, well, such and such is hiring someone we both know. And she's like, they just told me two days ago that she's hiring. Maybe you can apply to that. So I applied to that job, went in for the interview or whatever. Um, Did not tell my job at the time that I was doing it just because I was just fed up, right? So went in for the interview, got the job. Next thing I know, I'm typing up my letter of resignation. I turned it in at my job, and my supervisor was like, are you sure, da 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 and I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm positive, like, I've been thinking about this and feeling like this for a while. Um, and it was two weeks. As a note, you know, they say, if you're going to leave a job, submit your letter of resignation two weeks in advance. It's just courtesy, um, if you did not know. So I submitted it. So we come up one week, Boom second week's coming up, boom, because I'm getting ready to start my new job following you know, this two week notice um I mind you, when I resigned from the job I did not tell them that I had gotten a new job I just said I want to focus on school, which is true, this is my last semester of school, like I want to focus on school I want to focus on my internship that I just got and I'm just really not going to have the time to dedicate to the job or whatever, which is all true well, um, I turn it in second week comes up, you know, I had the wisdom teeth surgery, I told them that I had it. And then I told them, you know, like Monday, cause I had it on a Friday and I told them, you know, I'm not going to be here Friday. I'm not going to be here Monday because I'm still recovering from it and everything. And they're like, all right, boom. My last day at that job was that Wednesday, Tuesday, i get there no one says anything to me they had a staff meeting on, on monday um only one person it was a girl she's like around my age i believe she's like a year or two older than me and she came over and she just wanted to say i'm so happy for you that you're actually pursuing what you want to do um and that i know it can be discouraging that people in the office aren't as respectful i'll say respectful of you actually pursuing your job your dreams Because one of the things about where I was working is that these are like older people who have been in this job because it's like a safe, secure job for them who have been working here for years, like 20, 30 years. So they are safe. They feel safe and comfortable in those positions. I wasn't like I was not content and complacent with staying there for a 401k or anything like that. And I just don't want to live my life at a job for 20-30 years working someplace that I hate and that I'm just not happy and I think that's a very millennial slash Gen Z way of thinking and baby boomers don't always agree with that kind of way of thinking but I believe that our mental health is definitely much more important to us than it was to older generations and we are very much so bombarded with like outside information, people, and problems than other generations because we have social media, um, we have advancing technologies, we have growing um, debt, like all of these things, higher cost in living. So we have all of these things that we are dealing with as a generation of young people, and there is no playbook, there are no guidelines for us to deal with these things. So she was the only person that came and said something to me. Um, Otherwise, and what really bothered me about it was the fact that all of these people would be coming over to my area asking me to do this and asking me to do that for them. And then when it comes time for me to leave, like no one can even come and just say, you know, thank you for all that you have done working here for the past two years. And my last day there, I just, I thought like, okay, maybe I'm expecting too much of this. Or too much from them Because I thought, I'm not going to lie That they would have at least gotten a card To say thank you for the time that you spent here Thank you for the work that you've done for the department And when I got there that morning There was no card on my desk And I know that this may sound like very like entitled um But please know that I am not feeling like I was entitled to a card I just feel like it was the courteous thing to do And mind you, I am a young person and working in an office full of older people and I would think that older people would know that it would just be courteous and nice to get a 50 cent card or a dollar card from the Dollar Tree just to say thank you and like how much effort would you even have to put into a card anyway I get there that morning there's no card on the desk and I'm like okay maybe um when it's time for me to leave they'll have a card or something time comes for me to leave no card and I'm like all right like no email saying best wishes no nothing and when I was walking out of the building I I was fighting back tears I'm not gonna lie I was fighting back tears because I just felt so unappreciated and just like did I waste two years here like was everything I did for not like Did they appreciate anything I did, or was I just someone to pile work up on, you know, in cases that they didn't want to do something themselves? So I was, like, very sad when I was thinking about it, and I had my internship directly afterwards, so I didn't really allow myself time to navigate those emotions and to feel those emotions because I'm like, I got to suck it up. I have an hour to get to my internship, and I can't go on my internship looking sad, right? So even that night, I honestly haven't even dealt with fully those emotions, but I have come to the conclusion that we should always go where we are celebrated, um, especially in jobs, because I know a lot of times we say, go where you are celebrated and not tolerated. But when we talk about it in that sense, it's usually when we're talking about friendships or we're talking about um, people we want to be friends with or relationships and things like that. We feel like people... And not always like companies and company cultures are things that we should like get away from if we don't feel appreciated, but we should definitely have a deeper conversation and understanding that we need to get away from jobs and people at those jobs that don't appreciate us and the work that we do and our time spent there because we spend so much time at work. Think about how often you are at work, right? If you're working 20 hours, if you're working 40 hours, 60 hours plus a week at a job, you're spending more time at work than you're spending at home. You're spending more time at work than you're spending with your family. You're spending more time at work than you're spending with yourself, honestly. And nine times out of ten, when we're working somewhere, we're spending that time building upon someone else's dream or something someone else believes in. And not necessarily all the time what we believe in or our dreams, our goals, our passions. And I talk a lot about doing what you're passionate about. But the fact is that everyone does not want to have their own business. Everyone does not want to be their own boss. And there's nothing wrong with that. And some people work at jobs Um, to fund what they want to do in the long run. And there's nothing wrong with that either. But while you're spending time at these jobs, I want you all to be aware of how you're being treated and if you're being appreciated as an employee and as a part of that company and within that company culture. Is it toxic? Ask yourself if this is a toxic work environment. Because when I was leaving, I tweeted and I said um, something along the lines of, yeah, I just left my job. It was my last day. I resigned or whatever. And I left fighting back tears, not because I was sad about leaving, but because um, they didn't even get a card. And I felt unappreciated. And there were so many people. And I, like I said, I was like, am I feeling entitled by even thinking that they should have gotten me a card? But the responses to that tweet, every single last one of them was like a card was the least they could have done. And someone, um, hey girl, she uh, she's a listener and an advocate and a, supportive, a supporter of mine who I really appreciate. But she wrote me and she was like, you are not wrong to feel that way. She said, I worked at a job for less than two years. I think she said she worked there about four or five months, I believe. And they had went above and beyond when she left that job. So it wasn't too much of me to ask or think that they could have at least gotten a card. And there were other people that responded and said, yeah, um, when I left my job, they weren't appreciative and it made me realize how much I wasn't appreciated as an employee there. And this is a note also to managers and to employers and people who own businesses. If you employ people now, and even if you plan on having employees in the future, always appreciate your employees appreciate every single person on that team because like i said 73 or 78 percent of people leave jobs because they feel unappreciated the least you can do is get a card. like the least you can do is say thank you even if you're you know we all have our own things going on managers supervisors bosses have family issues you know their own health issues and things like that but the least you can do is get a card that's it and i'm not saying that every job or every situation should be throwing roses at your feet but is it too much for you to feel appreciated by like the places that you spend those that amount of time 40 hours plus a week working at like absolutely not that is not too much to ask you deserve that much, if not more. You deserve to work with people who care about you and who want to see you progress and not just stay stagnant because it satisfies their egos and how they feel about themselves. Because, to be honest, I'm not gonna lie, in that department, in that office, um, I was one of the only people, granted, I don't have my master's degree yet, but. Of that office of maybe 30 plus people I would say maybe 20% of those people had a secondary degree like a, a postgraduate degree a master's or a PhD or something like that but for the most part they had most of those people were you know older like I said and they had graduated from college and just worked there since they graduated Because it was a safe, secure job that would provide them a pension and they were satisfied with just that. And I'm not. And one of the things my mom said to me, which could also be helpful to someone out there, is that a lot of times people will feel threatened by you. Um, If you are pursuing a higher education that is beyond what they have, they may feel threatened, especially if they're older. And this is no shade to older people. This is no shade to older people. Don't take it that way because every older person is not like this some people really are genuinely happy for you but that just was not the case in this situation um so some of them may feel threatened by that they may feel threatened that you are um a business owner on the side they may feel threatened that you have other things going on outside of work because some people work is their only source of social activity, their only source of friends, their only source of escaping their house where the husband or the wife and kids are. It just gives them a breather. And for me, and for a lot of people my age and younger, that's just not the case anymore. So, I did just want to like share my story and tell y'all what was going on with me and how I've been feeling, especially resigning from this job because I wanted to tell you all this so hopefully you don't end up in the same situation that I was in where I'm like walking out of an office it it literally looked like a scene from a movie in my head like walking out of an office fighting back tears because they didn't get me a card and it sounds so minuscule now that I'm like talking about it but it was still a big deal to me and it was a big deal to other people who also shared their stories with me after I tweeted, you know, my experience there. So go where you are celebrated and not just tolerated. And I'm not talking about relationships. I'm not talking about friendships. I'm talking about your jobs. If you're going to spend that amount of time there, the least they can do is buy you a card. <laughs> okay. And appreciate you as an employee. And know you are not asking too much no you are not crazy no it is not so small that they shouldn't have done it if you feel some type of way about something nine times out of ten it was warranted and that is okay evaluate those emotions navigate them address them and then figure out how you're going to move forward now i will say i started my new job this past week and it has been amazing and i have an office like a nice office it has decor i'm gonna add some more decorations and everything and just me starting that job the very next day after having that feeling from leaving my old job just made me feel like i was not asking too much and even though i spent two years there it was not a waste um it wasn't a waste because everything i believe is a building block to something bigger and better it just depends on how you look at it that's all I have for y'all today. I hope it's helpful. I know it's not one of those like very detailed podcast episodes where we have like points and we're taking notes or anything like that. But it's just a conversation between friends. And hopefully it's helpful to you or someone that you know. If so, be sure to share this episode with them. And don't forget to stay black and carefree. And we'll see you next time in the next episode of the Carefree and Black Diaries. Bye, guys.